Welcome to Give and Take. It's a podcast where yours truly, Scott Jones, talks with artists, activists, authors, theologians, philosophers, scholars, political pundits, and a host of others about their world, their work, and the lens through which they experience life. I engage my guests in a conversation that's free-flowing, entertaining, unexpected, occasionally bizarre, oftentimes enlightening and informative, and above all else, deeply human. Thanks for listening to this episode of Give and Take. My guest is Satish Gare. Satish is an internet marketer and entrepreneur. He's known as the king of SAS platforms in the industry. In his 10-year career, he's launched over 700-plus software products online. These softwares have helped millions of people worldwide operate and expand their business. He also hosts one of the biggest emerging podcast platforms, Podmeo. He's a great guy and an interesting, energetic entrepreneur. I learned so much from this conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Satish, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me today, Scott. It's great. I've come across your work on Facebook, and you are originally from Nepal. You moved to the United States when you were 11 years old, and you made your first $100,000 when you were in the sixth grade selling mobile sites. (laughs) Those are some good days. Yeah, of course. A hundred. Did your parents let you keep it? What did they do? Did they make you put it in the bank? Or no, what? no. What happened was, you know, of course, legally, you're not allowed to, you know, do all those things when you're when you're in sixth grade. So what happened was, I came across this website online, right? While I was trying to learn how to make money online, and it gave you templates on about for you know mobile sites which you could sell to other businesses. So what I did was started calling up businesses as an adult. My voice has always been loud and little sounds didn't always sound, you know like a child. So I started calling people up and I was charging people a thousand bucks per mobile site. Once I started, started making money, uh, of course, you know, I had to put the money in my parents' account and they filed tax on their behalf. But, you know, I couldn't keep all of it, but I did get, uh, you know, more money for my a la carte lunch uh, back in uh, back in sixth grade. Yeah, I mean, I bet you could buy some cool stuff as a sixth grader. With yeah, I did, and then in eighth grade, I bought my. You know, I bugged them. I bugged them to buy my first car, and uh, you know, of course, you know, um, I I didn't have my license at that time, but I did get them to buy a Scion sports. <laughs> it was called Scion TC sports car back when I was in eighth grade. I had to bug them a lot. And, and you've been fired from every job you've ever had from the age of sixteen to twenty. What was the first one? Okay, so my first job was working at um, it's a restaurant called Dickie's Barbecue, and I was working in drive-through at that time. Why did they fire you? Uh, because because a client said you know he wanted uh, ice, so I gave him ice with with, the, with his cold drink. He said it was too much. Okay, I got rid of him. He said that's you know that doesn't work. So I said the f word, and then of course you know <laughs> got fired. And what was the last one you got fired from? Uh, last job was I was a I was a database um, uh, you know engineer for UNT. So back so I didn't technically get fired. I got laid off because there was a budget cut. Uh, but what happened with you know I was not you know I didn't have any credential to become a database you know uh, worker for UNT. But you know there was a job I saw on my you know uh, school in you know, a college portal. I applied for it. And then uh, on my resume, I said, you are not going to find anyone better than me. That was my cover letter. And they called me in and I, you know, they were, she 
was like, you know, you sound Lillian, that's too much of a self-confidence. And I said, well, try me, try me for a week. And if you don't like it, then, you know, no harm done. I'll work for free for seven days. Um, and she did. And I did everything they asked me to do. It was amazing. I worked, you know, almost six, seven months. I got, uh, you know, my college's UNT's stop parking and everything. So it was so nice. But one day I came in and then, you know, I'll, you know, budget cut, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I was let go and then I went straight up to a liquor store called Goody Goody here in Texas and I bought myself a 16 ounce uh, vodka, drank that at 11 a.m. in the morning. I woke up at about 2, 2, 3 p.m., looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I'm never going to work for somebody else. I had my side business, but I told that to myself at that time and since then, you know, I've been, even though if sometimes, you know, it's, it's very hard to do it, it was... Uh, but I didn't work for somebody else. You know, I maxed out my card. I got loans, stole from my parents, did everything. But I never worked for somebody else after that moment. Now, you own several software companies. Uh, and one big one is called Podmeo, where you actually have a – where somebody, if they were starting a podcast, they could host it on your site. They could get analytics through your site. They could – your site will put them into iTunes. It will give them leads on – on advertisers i mean it'll do everything right yeah it'll do everything you know it's a so when we started the pod in a pod me our podcast hosting company you know i don't really like to call it podcast hosting company because it's more much more than that the idea was to allow uh you know podcasters to be able to actually monetize their podcast a lot of podcasters they're not making money because you know a podcast, whenever somebody says, you know, uh, this is built by a podcaster, podcaster for a podcaster, it doesn't make sense. See, I come from a back, you know, marketing background and, you know, turning, you know, making money out of 10 years from marketing, that's what's in my blood. So I put all of that knowledge, uh, you know, into Podmeo. So yeah, so that's how the, you know, invention of Podmeo came through. So, and then you had several other companies, right? Uh, Direct Pay, which... Uh, Woo Agent, Side Hustle, Domain Watch, all these things have grown out of Podmeo? No. So my initial, my first business was actually, I was into, uh, you know, I, I, I used to own a magazine company back in the day, which I sold it off. Uh, but, uh, you know, I started, my in the first company was DirectPay. Uh, you know, before that, I just did small softwares, but my, but my big software, first one was direct pay. We bought the branding from Bank of America back in the day. Then, you know, Woo Agents, I think uh, Podmeo was my fourth or fifth uh, big launch, big software. And when did you launch that? Uh, Podmeo? Yeah. Podmeo about almost three to four years ago. And, and it's pretty profitable, it sounds like. Yeah, it's, it's profitable. It's profitable. So right now we have close to 35,000, like, you know, total users, paying customers, give it give or take close to 18,000. And what's a paying customer pay for the service? Uh, at this time, the price is at 19 bucks. For one podcast? No, they can host as many podcasts they want. Um, it's 19 bucks per month. Who is your biggest competitor? Or, or is there not a competitor really because they don't really do what you do? So here's the thing, of course, you know, there, is a, there are a lot of podcast hosting companies, but if you do want to put, you know, features and benefits wise, compare, you know, compare it side to side, um, 
like most, I haven't seen a podcast company which has all of those things built in email marketing, MS, SMS, you know, marketing where they can exchange their advertisement without, you know, uh, downloading and editing your audio, a bunch of these things. I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't want to say we don't have a competitor. We do, we do. Uh, but features and benefits wise, nobody has been able to come close. Right. Because, I mean, you know, most of the people I know, are, I, the most popular hosting company is Libsyn, right? Yep. Uh, which is a good, I mean, they do. And I mean, the, another one is up and coming is Fireside. But neither of them do the stuff you're talking about. That's what's interesting, right? None of them right, right. catch, no, no, catch no. emails, you know, let you build an email list, help you with affiliate marketing. Like you kind of, so you're more than just a, a place to, and I, for our listeners too that don't understand how podcasts work, if you're starting a podcast, you've got to find first off, you've got to find a place to store that MP3, right? You, you've got to have a place where iTunes and all the other places get your get your information, get the show notes, get the and and host the MP3. And back in the day, when people used to use like WordPress, you had to get a you had to have an independent FTP server, right? You upload your MP3, then you get the link to and, and you put that in the blog post. And it was a pretty complicated system. And now, I mean, the, more and more, the idea is to go to a one-stop shop where, where where you know you they host the the sound files they allow you to do the show notes everything but you, what you're doing is like you're you've built in all that with a growth mechanism and a, a and a and a advertising kind of mechanism I, I've not and I, I've been around the podcasting world a little while you know I've been doing it for a little while I've not heard of anything like that yeah I mean you know uh Lipson, Fire, they're all great companies, nothing wrong with them. Our target is a little different, you know. It's not for I mean it's 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 it, it'll work for people who are doing it for hobby, but we're more targeted for people who are actually trying to make the money. And uh, what we have seen is that initially when we are marketing Podmeo to podcasters, some of our customers were like, okay, why do I need email marketing? Why do I need to ex- be able to exchange, you know, audio from uh, front, middle, and the end, like, you know, automatically? Why do I need to do that? And we realized something. We realized that initially we were marketing to maybe the wrong group of podcasters. So our targeting changed. Our targeting is now based on, you know, uh, podcasters who are looking for, you know, they're not just a podcast, right? They are, they are consultants, they are politicians, they are business people, entrepreneurs, and they are using podcasts as a mechanism to, you know, grow sales, you know, uh, make money. And those are the people we're targeting at this time. Where do you find them? Uh, we find them through Facebook ads, Google ads, Quora ads, Reddit ads, Instagram ads, a uh, bunch of other media buys. You do two webinars a day on average, right? I do. I do. So I've been doing webinar for like uh, seven, eight years. And each day, even on a weekend, today, today is Saturday, right? So even on today, I do have a webinar scheduled in the evening. So, uh, you know, these are... I've been. It's just in my passion, and on top of these, I do I do these recurring webinars where customers are paying me, like you know, on a monthly or a weekly basis. They come in, I teach them, you know, cash flow, uh, marketing. Uh, I do a lot of webinars for these agencies, marketing agencies who are trying to grow their agency. But yeah, yeah. I'm curious. You know, I've heard that podcast listens are down during COVID because people aren't going out as much. They're not commuting as much. So the listens are down like 10 percent or something. Is this a bad time to start a podcast or a good time to start a podcast? Um, 
it's it's actually a good time to start a podcast because at this time you know uh you know even though everybody if everybody is at home uh you know you have more time to research you have more time to structure your podcast you you won't be in a hurry so today right now is actually a good time because people so right now for example me right so initially when this lockdown started uh i was watching a lot of movies in my free time uh, but suddenly I ran out of movies to watch, even though I got subscription to Netflix, Hulu, everything you can think. I got, I got you know, I ran out. Now I want to listen to other people, unique people, independent people up to, you know, about new things, you know, what they're up to, uh, what, I, what can I learn from them? So I don't think this is a bad time to start a podcast perfectly a good time to start a podcast because at this time you have more time to invest on your R&D, plan out your podcast and you know 10% it's fine. You know 10 fluctuation it's not going to be it's not going to be too hurtful. I think podcast industry will be fine at the end uh, and it's a great time to start a podcast. Yeah, I've also found right now that uh, I you know doing an interview show. I mean I do several podcasts, but one of them is a long form interview show and I find people have time to talk. I mean, like, you know, I've gotten some guests who with, you know, big Twitter followings and people that are on Meet the Press or Bill Maher, and they probably would have been a little harder to get, uh, you know, without COVID-19. And now they're, they're locked down and they are willing to talk to you. And and I've gotten some great guests over the past like month and a half or so that have been big gets and, and have, have really gotten a lot of listeners and, 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 you know, have really promoted it on Twitter. So, I mean, I guess part of it, right, is that if you're starting off, this is the time to get guests because people have time. People have time. And, you know, even with me, you know, I'm, I'm networking with more people than I was before because initially what I was, my schedule was, you know, wake up at about 8 a.m., do a little bit of workout, go to office, come back at like, you know, 7, 8 p.m., and then, you know, eat dinner, blah, 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 go to bed, right? Uh, now, I have time. And in my free time, you know, I've, I've stopped watching movies. I've stopped watching shows. shows. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm listening to new podcasts. I'm talking to new people because if I can talk to somebody, uh, you know, so, so for example, even for a guest, right, if they can speak to uh, a podcast host and pick up something, you know, at least one point from their head. That's a win-win situation for not just for the guests, but also for the party. Both of, both party win. So uh, a lot of guests right now, they're reachable, reach out to them and, you know, give them, hey, you know, just, just, just be a human being and uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, I mean, this is a, a unique thing, I think, with podcasts, right? You have to figure out what's the value for the guest and what's the value for you as the host, right? So somebody asked me the other day, um, do guests pay me to be on the show? And I said, well, no, like, of course, I, like, no, it doesn't work that way. The way it works is that the idea is I usually get a free book out of it. Like I haven't bought books in years, you know, I just, cause people just send me, I can usually call um, the public is, is, and get any, Scott, any book I is, want. Scott, is that a hint for me to send you my books? Oh, right, exactly. Send me the books. Send me the books. Send me the books. Send me the books. I see where he's going. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm hustling here. I'm hustling. No, but he's I, hustling. I, I, I get a free, but the idea is right, like that, like hopefully, right? The idea is that uh, if you do an interview show, the, the, the idea behind it is the author or, or the business owner gets a platform for promoting their work, and you hopefully get a chance to grow your audience, right? And, and bring people, it, be, it's a quid pro quo kind of thing. Exactly. So, so just being on this podcast, right? I will, you know, I will reach out to at least one extra, probably more, but at least one extra person, but just by being up here. And you know, on return, 
I'll be sharing your this podcast on my Instagram, Facebook, and etc. So you you'll, you'll get so it's a win-win situation. So you know, um, so it's not like you know one person is winning, other person is not. It's a win-win situation for both parties. And podcasters should reach out to people because here's the thing, you know, um, you know, these days I've got some traction, so I'm in a different place. But back when, like, you know, let's say six, seven years ago, uh, it was hard for me to get in touch with, like, you know, top-end, high-end people. Uh, and at that time, I was, like, scared. And then what I realized is this, just ask, because the worst thing somebody can tell you is what? It's no. It's no. no. It's no, okay? It, it doesn't cost you money. No, it doesn't. Uh, are you going to be you know, putting a stamp on a mail and sending them an invite saying, hey, come join my podcast? No, you'll be reaching out to them on you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, email. Just just be human. You know, Don't write a long-ass email. Um, I hope, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, don't write a long email. Write a short, concise email. Tell them the point. Tell them what you're up to. Okay, so you know these are managers of you know big you know big company, and the way this uh, podcast works is they bring out a manager from different sectors, and they talk about a specific problem. And the podcast is not even done like back and forth live like that. The way it's done is they send out pre questions, right, and then they record the answers, and the host comes back and fills it in. So it's not even a back you know because these are busy people. So that's one of a really good way to do a podcast is to send out question and have them record and send it back to you. Then you go ahead and fill in the front, in the middle, and things like that. But make it look like they, you were actually on a call with them. And then what the way they use their podcast is for lead generation. You know, um, these managers, these managers, these you know executives, they are sharing this podcast on their platforms to other people who are like them who might use their product, product, their software. So it's the subtle marketing. You become connected to them and then you're open to the products because you trust. I also find that that's right. I mean, a lot of the most effective marketing right now in podcasts seems to be where the host reads the ads as opposed to dropping in an ad like because you trust trust the host. Do you like that or no? So dropping like so dropping an ad, um, you know, I mean, it's direct marketing. Sometimes it works if you have a targeted, you know, uh, you know, audience. Sometimes it works. Some usually what I recommend podcasters do is integrate it inside the you know the conversation, the talk by you know subtly telling people about it instead of just bashing out bye 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 bye. Now see that doesn't work. You know, it used to work about like four or five years. It still used to work. These days people have options. People have on a palm of their hand, they can they can go and research about other products. So what you want to do is you want to become an expert or you know a consultant in that field where you give them new piece of knowledge. Once you do that, you can gain their trust and then lure them into buying your product, service, whatever you want. So the idea is at this time you have to give people the knowledge, the information before you can grab them. And, you know, make him your customer. And that's the same thing, same way we market, you know, Podmeo. So we have a different site called Pod Valley where we give out like, you know, templates, contracts, whatever a podcaster might need, a website, everything for free, okay? And, you know, on the front end, we're losing money because we're using our resource. But those same people, you know, let's say 100 people out of 100 people, at least 20 to 30 people of those people will actually become a paying customer within 60 days. Now, rest of the people, I still have to hook for them, keep trying, trying. Everything is automated, but you have to provide information, give them power, give them that knowledge so they trust you. Is your office culture pretty fun? You seem like a fun guy. I mean, when you go into the office, how many people work there? 
Uh, we have 17 people here in Plano, Texas, and we have 73 uh, at this time in Romania. So our offshore team is in Romania. But yeah, we go there. There's no you know dress code. We give people you know uh, fist bumps. We give people candy if they want to sell. Uh, you know, it's it's and people don't have to come in uh, you know at a certain time as long as they get their tasks done. I don't care. Initially, they have to come in to be trained, but after that, you know, uh, they are on their own. As long as they are getting what they're supposed to be doing, I don't care where they do it from. What are the Romanians doing? Romanians, they're, they're programmers. Programmers, right. Is that a good place to get programmers? Very good place. And, uh, you know, the reason it's it's Romania is because one of my uh, oldest friend, his name is Aline, and he's a Romanian. So I met this, this, pers- this guy in like about 11, 12 years ago. So when I was selling web hosting and servers back in the day, I met him and then he was starting out, you know, doing his programming stuff. And then, you know, we cut off for like six, seven years. And then I met him again. At that time, I had people all over the place. Now, at that time, he had become a, you know, an amazing programmer. And then I started getting the work done from him. Then we brought him into our company. Then we, then I went to Romania a couple of times. Then we set up our office there in Romania. It's much cheaper. And, you know, um, and then, you know, they get the work done. And I, the Romanians are really good programmers. What do you do for fun? For fun, I like to paint. Uh, you know, oh, old wow. painting. I like to paint. Uh, I like to read books. Uh, and, you know, um, not fictional. I try to stay in, uh, you know, nonfiction usually. Uh, you know, something. So even though, okay, so I get on Amazon. I try to see what new, what new books are coming out. Even though they, are, they might not be a book from like, you know, a top author. Uh, I like to find books from independent new authors. Because my thing is... If I pay 20 bucks, 25 bucks, and I can pick up one thing something from somebody, that's worth the money. And I do that, and I flip through the books. If it's good, I'll read out the entire thing. If not, I'll skim through it, get some, you know, tips and nuggets out. Uh, I do that. Uh, besides that, you know, um, I was, you know, I was into, you know, playing, you know, cricket or, you know, uh, basketball back in the day. But these days, you know, I don't have the time. Uh, but yeah, that, that's how I spend my day usually. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell my audience, I'm going to keep... W- picking your brain and i will if uh if i monetize this podcast we'll know that you you're the guru yeah yeah then, then you have to bring me back in and then you have to t- tell me how you did it so we can all learn exactly so teach thanks so much for doing this uh you're a great guest and i really appreciate your work thank you so much for having me scott thank you so much thank you everybody for listening in thanks for listening to this episode of give and take if you like what you've heard here please do a few things for me Go share about this episode in iTunes. Write a review. Give it a rating. Share the love and goodness. Or go on social media. Share a link to the episode on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Please pass along the love and goodness if you've experienced it here. Thanks again. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Give and Take. And until next time, friends, fare thee well.